Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by today's title, I will be doing a Throwing It Back with Lola episode, and we will be throwing it back to 2013's Secret Love. And I just have to start this off by saying 2013 was a time. Was it a time? It was a time. I mean, some of the best, some of my faves were in 2013. So that's just something to let you know about 2013. Um, But I am going to be talking about Secret Love today. And the fact that I'm even talking about this and its own podcast episode, I'm pretty sure I have to explain myself. Um, If you are not familiar with Secret Love, if you've never watched it, if you've never even heard of it or seen clips from it or scenes from it, then I definitely, um, I don't even know what to tell you. (laughs) Well, I guess maybe this episode will tell you, but I, I have to explain myself why I'm even talking about Secret Love. I think because the people that have watched Secret Love and actually enjoyed it, I think enjoyed it in the time that it came out as in 2013 and then probably haven't rewatched it since then. And so, you know, they just aren't in touch with like what really was going on in Secret Love in 2013 um, and some of its major issues. I mean, they were probably aware of it then, but like for some reason, it was just a different time. And I'm, I'm talking about people as in I'm not talking about myself, but I'm talking about myself as well. Um, but I will say this. I have rewatched Secret Love um, within this 10 year time frame. I've watched it. This is be my fourth time rewatching it. So, yes. Is this a drama that I enjoyed in 2013? Yes. Is it a drama? Is it a drama that I've enjoyed in and the other times that I've rewatched it, yes, I can't, I don't know what else to tell you. I enjoy this drama. But the reason why I said I need, I need to explain myself is because to say that you enjoy Secret Love, I think to some degree, it's like, wait, what's wrong with you? Because there's so much that goes on in Secret Love that is so problematic and um, disturbing at times and troubling and just, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's 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 problematic and it's very triggering. To It's it's a lot. And for me to say that I enjoy it is not to say that I think everything that goes on in that drama is great, fun, wonderful times. Not at all. There's actually nothing really fun about Secret Love at all. It's melodrama at its finest. I mean, it's melodrama. When I say drama, I mean drama. And it is over the top with some of this kind of, um, not, I don't want to say performances. No, the performances, we're going to get on that. But the actual story itself and the things that take place, it is so soap opera. It is so mellow. It is so dramatic. But to me, it's dramatic and mellow done really, really well. I mean, really, really well. I don't know how else to explain it. So um, in talking about this drama, I'm going to go ahead and throw out some trigger warnings here. There is a lot that goes on in this drama that is triggering. And 
I and it has to do with um, you know physical abuse. I would say even emotional abuse to some degree. There's a lot of physicality in this drama, and I want to talk specifically on that um, when I talk more about it um, in, a, in a few. But yes, so just just know, just know there may be some kind of essay kind of situations in this as well. Just overall, there's some problematic things that take place in this drama. And so I am going to throw that out here right at the front. Now, if you continue listening, I am going to probably talk about some of these things, um, some, some depth or detail. So again, just prepare yourself for that if you do continue listening. But I am going to start off by giving you some little, you know, a synopsis and some, some kind of, um, you know, background on Secret Love. And then we'll get into just the drama itself. So Secret Love is, and, and this is from 2013. It stars Huang Jung-un, Ji Sung, Bae Soo-bin, and Yi Da-hee as our four main leads. Um, it aired between September to November in 2013, and it's 16 episodes. The other thing to know about this drama, and I think this is really cool, um, is that this drama's director, no, sorry, but that the main writer of this drama who, um, if you hear me clicking through my, my computer, that's me literally clicking through my notes here. Um, so the, the main writer of this drama won an excellence award for a KBS one act play script contest in 2012. And that is the, basically the, the screenplay or the, you know, the, this is the story of secret love from this one act play script contest and if you know anything about me you will know that that is one of the things that I love most about k-drama is when they go on to create dramas from these contests where they give these unknown new writers a shot at writing a k-drama I love that I love that I love that I love that and so knowing that the script itself is from this kind of almost unknown writer I think this was the first thing this person has done as far as screenwriting goes it was just like oh my gosh I support I support I always support those dramas or I try to at least so that's the one thing to know now the other thing to know about this drama and um, as far as people who are you know in the the forefront as far as creating it um, we also have a second writer and this writer is known for and you guys who you guys wait till I tell you what this person's known for because you're gonna be like what so the same so the second writer on um, Secret Love is actually the writer of Just Between Lovers Yo as is you Bora I believe so that is another thing you guys might be interested in because I know a lot of people listening to me love Just Between Lovers and so that's something to know that the second writer on here was the um, same writer for Just Between Lovers. And the other thing to know, and hear me out, this again, this is such cool information to know about Secret Love because it sets up the stage, I think, for me and what I'm going to be saying about it. So the directors, there are two directors here, and the first director, E. Ungbok, is the same director of, I mean, some of your faves. So we have 
the Dream High, Dream High and Dream High 2. We also have School 2013, which was one of my all-time faves in 2013. And so, of course, I was going to watch Secret Love following that. And then Descendants of the Sun, Guardian (laughs) or Goblin, Mr. Sunshine, Sweet Home, as in all the way up to the ones that are going to be airing this year and next year. So, Yes, that is the director. One of the directors are kind of like the the first director on um, on Secret Love, and then we also have Baked Sung Hoon, who also did um, Who Are You, School 2015, one of my other faves, Descendants of the Sun as well, and then Love in the Moonlight. But unfortunately, The King and Turn Monarch. <laughs> But love in the moonlight, love ah, to pieces. So that is what I mean by this is secret love setup, right? These are the hands that are on deck for secret love. So if you don't get anything from that, then you don't, you don't, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but that is the team that was working on secret love. So to me, that should tell you a lot right there. Now, let me go into a synopsis of this story because I'm talking about Secret Love like you know what it is and you might not know what it is. So Secret Love is about a rich boy who falls in love with an innocent but tenacious woman. But this woman goes to prison for her boyfriend's hit and run murder. And as the story unfolds, secrets begin to unravel. And I gave you a kind of short synopsis that I got from Wikipedia because I want to go into some of those secrets that begun to, to unravel. Um, and I want to go a little bit more on it, just kind of in talking about the drama. But basically, we have this rich bad boy played by Ji Sung. Um, his character name is Jo Min Hyuk. And then we have this tenacious, innocent woman played by Huang. Jung Um and her character name is Kang Yu Jung. Her boyfriend, who she goes to prison for, is played by Bae Su Bin, and his character name is Ah Do Hoon. And then we also just to round out the main leads is Yi Da Hee, and she plays a character named Shin Se. Yun. So those are our kind of lead actors there and our main characters. Now I want to go a little bit into these characters and just set the stage for them so you guys kind of know who they are and what these players were in the story. And then we'll get into some of the happenings in this story. So the first thing we know, we want to start with our Kang Yu Jung character, again played by Huang Jung Um. And her character from the synopsis, you already get to hear she is this martyr-like character. She sacrifices herself for her fiancé at the time so that he doesn't have to basically go to trial and to prison for this hit-and-run murder that she was there for but did not know that it was an actual hit-and-run situation. She ends up taking the blame and the fall for him and goes on to profess this love to him by doing this. However, this only ends up trapping him to some degree and makes him feel more tied to her and this pressure to to be something for her, knowing that she did this for him. But she is this character that wants to do right by those that she cares about and that she loves. That is just how her character is set up. She wants to prove her love by giving a lot of herself to these others and that is just who she is. She's also a very bright um, personality, as in she's always trying to her best to smile about things. She's always wants to be lighting up a room, happy-go-lucky. But 
the story and her situation continues to kind of like knock her down every step of the way so to see such a bright character continually to be kind of cut off at the knees is man is secret love i'm gonna be honest um and then going into her boyfriend again played by bae su bin his character is on um do hoon he is super brilliant he's super smart and he's also a very upright prosecutor at this time a new prosecutor he has just kind of gotten started and he's really excited about this career so at the point of him getting his foot in the door he has this hit and run situation and that's why she feels like he has so much more to lose than her so she goes out on the limb to of course you know protect him but she also goes out on the limb to protect him because I think there was some understanding in the beginning that because he was a prosecutor that he would be able to kind of take on that case in a kind of sly manner and help you know her not get the worst you know end of the stick and as far as her trial goes however he ends up you know completely fumbling that and doing the opposite um so he starts off as this brilliant very upright prosecutor who appears to love his fiance only to then over time become this very power hungry too ambitious of a man trying his best to claw his way to the top while kicking everyone else um trying to you know come up with him you know behind him he's trying to keep them from climbing up on top of him he's like get off of me um and so it's just really frustrating to watch his character make this this shift but I honestly you know you can see it coming the way that they set his character up that this is where his character was going to end up going um and then we have Ji Sung playing Jo Min Hyuk and he is a table character and the synopsis describes him as a quote you know quotes around it bad guy or bad boy and he really is he is a stereotypical k-drama rich bad guy and when i say that i mean he's the the character that gives k-drama um it's bad rap i'm gonna be honest like when people criticize k-dramas they like to go for some of these portray these these male lead portrayals and i'm like this is this is it this is the character that they're critiquing it's totally this minhyo character he is nothing but um bratty and childish and immature and 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 brutal and a little gross and it's just he's all of that bad stuff wrapped up in a character but then they also portray him in such a light that you end up wanting to you know sympathize with him and kind of cradle him because he does remind you of a little child kicking and screaming at times so it's very hard to explain and I'll probably talk more about it as I talk about the story but it's one of the phenomena that is my kind of I think draw to this drama so we'll talk more about his character for sure and then I mentioned briefly Yi Da Hee playing Shin Se Yun she is tied directly to Min Hyuk she's also this kind of table lifestyle she and, and Min Hyuk have been kind of betrothed to one another since they were children they were their families have always been wanting to get them married so that they can kind of merge for this business purpose and she is you know I, I would say she loves Min Hyuk, but she has a very weird way of showing herself as vulnerable around him. So everything that she does, it 
comes off as just like she's uninterested but then the minute he has his you know attentions directed elsewhere all of a sudden she's proclaiming her love to him and him not returning it to her just makes her start to kick and scream um, and and try her best to get back at him so that is her character and again we'll talk more about everybody as we go through the actual story so let's go through the actual story of secret love and I will say this secret love is to me like I said some weird I had this weird connection to it that wasn't because I think it's the best drama in the world or anything but the way that they make me watch this drama the way that they make me want to keep watching each episode and keep wanting to get to the end of this drama this story it's just like fascinating to me I'm like how did they do it what are they doing what are the secrets to this sauce you know like it is definitely a sauce and I'm eating it up and I ate it up in 2013 week by week and I ate it up each time I've watched it since then and I don't understand why because each time I watch it it completely, you know, reveals to me more and more of the problem, problematic situations and, and elements to it that I'm just like, this is not good, but yet I can't look away. I need to get to the next episode. And to me, that just how they're able to do that, even 10 years later for me, just blows my mind. It really, really does. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the structure of this story. So the story sets off with our kind of two main leads, I would say would be Yoo Jung and Min Hyuk. It starts off with our two main leads um, and kind of showing us a glimpse of their individual lives. One of the things that I want to point out first that the drama itself points out first is a depiction of Min Hyuk. So Min Hyuk again is this kind of bratty chebol and how they kind of introduce us to him is him, um, you know, at a rooftop bar situation with, you know, tons of people and women around him. And he's just hanging out with these women falling all over themselves for him. And he has no interest in them whatsoever. But instead, they have him sitting there with these women around him playing with a remote control car and as he's driving around this little remote control car he's allowing it to kind of hit at people's feet and ankles and he just does it without any thought and that is to me very 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 um important that they depict his character in this very boyish childlike manner from the start that is the image that is Min Hyuk if you don't know anything else about that character that's what you should know he is very very childish and that's something that the the characters and his you know complaints about his character throughout the story and the drama is such of that they keep calling him childish his actions are childish that is that is a thing that a child would do you know that is something that we keep hearing over and over again with some of his actions throughout this drama and it's very very true so to have his opening be him playing with this remote control troll car it just like hits me differently years later after rewatching the drama like wow that is a great intro to a character because that is how you end up viewing his character 
Now, going on to Yoo Jung, Yoo Jung again is presented in a light where she is hardworking. She has multiple different gigs. She's making ends meet where she can. Her father runs a bakery. She adores him. So, you know, she grew up like a single with a single, you know, father home. But then also that she has this long term relationship that she's been in and she's waiting to be, you know, proposed to. And her friend, when they're like at their little part time gig, working it's like making fun of her like he never is going to pick up his phone he's always busy you know and and she kind of is brushing it off but it's true like she her relationship from the beginning that we meet her it seems to be kind of on the edge as in he seems to be very distant and busy and doesn't have time for her and she's going out of her way in between her many jobs to make you know, time to to make a cake for him so that she can meet with up with him and they can have a sweet moment. And she's like, should I just propose to him? You know, like she is at that point in this long, long term relationship. The other thing that we get exposed to in the beginning of you know introducing the characters, we get to in- get introduced to Do um, Hoon's family, his parents, his mother and his father, and how key Yu Jung has been to his family. As in, she has supported him through his process of schooling to become a prosecutor he she has been kind of like this footstool that he has completely used and his family has used to stand on so that he can get to this position that he's gotten to the car that he even drives is in her name you know like that's the kind of relationship that we're introduced to with Yu Jung and Do Hoon it is one of being used really to some degree but you know he appears to be very loving to her and he cares about her we we guess right now the other introduction we get is with Seiyun and her interaction with Minhyuk and theirs is very very I mean it's it's lackluster at best but it really is this friendship kind of component there's no attraction there's no there's nothing that seems to tie them in any romantic sense and so that is our introduction right from the beginning that to Minhyuk and even Young, there is this business friendship relationship that they have and that's all it is however beneath that under the surface there is this element to Young that looks to be that there's something else that she wants from him but she is she obviously knows she's never gonna get and thus she keeps her wall up and so that she doesn't have to become vulnerable in front of him now the other thing to know about Min Hyuk when we are introduced to him is that in the process of him of him being this little spoiled bratty little little boy the other thing that we see is that he is actually madly in love with a woman who is not allowed to be his woman right it's it's this sense of that his family would never approve of her she does not come from status she's just a normal girl working the job and you know with a small little rooftop apartment that he likes to kind of hang out in and he uses her as an escape from his very pressured wealthy chebol you know rich lifestyle he likes to kind of could be confided underneath her in her little apartment and he adores her he loves her 
and she loves him but there is this this notion that they could never be together and so when we meet him acting like a spoiled bratty little boy we see he's acting like that because he has most recently been um distanced from her as in it looks like they have taken some time off from one another because of the pressures from his family and so he is in this process of feeling like they're in like on a break (laughs) kind of thing and in the process of being on a break he is struggling with it and he finds that he there's no fun there's no meaning um everything's boring when he's not with her which again to me is a part of his character in that he's always searching for this gratification you know he wants instant gratification he wants always something to be entertaining him and to some degree his feelings for this woman could be looked at as just that is that he only enjoyed her and and loved her for what she provided for him which was this escape from his normal lifestyle not because he genuinely loved her for her and that's something that I really really um, didn't picture think about the first times of watching this drama but re-watching it for this fourth time you know much older I really did start to see that from the beginning the way they set up his relationship with this woman that he loved it was that of one um of of instant gratification of just I want her um and because I want her and that's it's new and shiny I'm having a good time but honestly when it came down to it guess what he folded under the pressure from his family. And so they were at, you know, on, at a distance on a break because of it. And he was not in a position or he didn't feel the urge or the need to stand up for that relationship. And that's the concerning part. And that's what I would say is the real crux of this drama and even his relationship with the Yujung characters, um, with the Yujung character. So the next thing to know about the kind of beginnings of this relationships um, kind of setup is that Min Hyuk and Yujung do have an interaction before they officially kind of, you know, become a part of each other's lives. So Yujung is again working many jobs, and one of the many jobs that she does is substitute driving. Um, I don't feel like we see them as much of a plot device. <laughs> in newer K-dramas but I feel like back then that was a very common kind of like gig as far as like someone um who would come pick up your car and drive your car for you and drive you to you where you need to go um, or drive you to your home because you were intoxicated so in in K-dramas and so she was basically that for Min Hyuk the night that we meet him you know at this rooftop party and they have a altercation because at some point he wants to take his keys back and drive his own car you know and go and she's like you're intoxicated I'm not allowing you to drive and he's like no I have to go I have to leave and she's like no no and so she takes his car keys and she throws it over the bridge (laughs) that they've stopped at and she runs off on him on that note and it's kind of like this really funny weird interaction that they have um and then that kind of it's like their first impressions of one another then they end up meeting again in this kind of same time frame after he has been reunited with Seiyun he is presenting to her this ring that he's supposed to use to propose to her so that they can go on with their business marriage arrangement and in this car ride where he's interacting with Sing Young, they are going through a toll and guess another job that our Yu Jung is working at she's 
manning a toll <laughs> on the highway. And they have another interaction because he remembers her for being his substitute driver and they go back and forth a little bit. And in his process of trying to get back at Seiyan, who is refusing his proposal at this point, he takes the ring and he throws it at Yujung and has her take it. And it's very, you know, and it's very fancy ring. So it's like he just throws this money away to Yujung. And she finds it quite, um, you know, insulting that he does this because she is at the point where she's wanting to get proposed to <laughs> by her boyfriend of a, of a long, like seven years they've been together. And she is like fighting with this notion of like, wow, I get this ring from this, this, this horrible guy when I really just want him from the man that I love, right? And that same night after she has kind of been fighting with this, the the sadness that is the fact that her boyfriend can't make time to meet up with her on this special day. I think it was her anniversary and she couldn't make time for her. She, you know, is having a moment at home and then guess who shows up at her door? Her her boyfriend late at night and she's like what do you want and you know he's like I want to take you somewhere so they go to one of their favorite spots and he proposes to her gives her a very little ring nothing compared to the ring that she got earlier in the day from Minhyuk but to her it's everything and more she's crying happy tears and joy they have a wonderful night he drinks he's drinking wine they're celebrating they have a lovely lovely and kind of proposal night but what ends up happening that same night and this is that hit run situation that starts after having a good time and celebrating they leave the place it's rainy it's not looking too good on the road, but and our our do our dohun has been drinking, and they get on the road and they're driving on their way, and she's like, you know, they're a little worried about it, but at the same time, Yu Jung is over the moon excited and happy with what just transpired so she's kind of just you know giggling in the front seat and she keeps talking to him and telling him how much she loves him and they're just having these little cute little moments and this dark rainy road then all of a sudden a truck comes out of nowhere they start swerving swerving into like this kind of blocked off road and they're hitting signs and and barrels and things like that and then their car comes to a halt right and it, it's obvious that once they get to the, you know, the, the end, kind of end of this accident that transpires on this rainy, wet road, they they have a moment. Yu Jung looks over at him and she's like, you know, what's going? You know, did we? What did we hit? You know, and they think they've they hit something. They're like, they, we know we hit something. And we, the people watching, we see that they've hit these barrels, the things that they were kind of drove through in this kind of blocked off road. So me that's all they hit but of course they're like okay let's go see what we hit do hoon gets out of the car in the rain to go see what they hit he walks around is walking and sees on the side of a road a woman obviously hit and she's there we don't see this though this is how the story sets it up we don't see the woman that he sees um we just know he sees something and he freaks out and in the process of him freaking out we see Yujung getting out of the car to kind of follow up with him like hey what happened what what is it and he stops her immediately and like oh it's nothing it's fine let's go I think everything is good and then Yujung sees like the barrel in the road and she's like hey 
let's clear the road a little bit so we don't want anyone else to get in any kind of accident. So she, this is the kind of person she is, you know, so she's pushing this big barrel out there, you know, that he helps her push it off of the other side of the road. And then they get in the car. She's giggling still. Cause again, she's on cloud nine. She just got proposed to, they just were drinking and being married and they get back on the road. He obviously looks disturbed while they get back on the road. She still on cloud nine. He drops her off at home and he takes the car on home his way. Now, this hit and run situation is the catalyst for everything that else that happens in this drama. Without this accident scene happening, I mean, the drama would not be the drama, okay? Because the person that they hit um, and that ultimately ends up dying because of this, this car accident is Min Hyuk's love of his life. The woman that he had been loved, who he was in love with, who he was technically on a break from at this point, she is the one that gets hit and dies. The other thing to note is that she was pregnant at the time of this. So it just made the case itself, this hit and run accident, um, a lot worse than just a normal hit and run scenario. That's like you killed two people. Okay. So then we go on to the rest of the story and how Min Hyuk then puts a target on Yujun's back because who takes the blame in the fall for the accident? Yujun does. So you have this man, this little boy, not even this man, this little childish little boy who starts to torture um, Yujun. It is, it's pretty intense the way that he sets out to destroy her life. Um, and one of the first things that he does is that he uses his power as a chebol and his connections to get through the prosecution to make sure that Dohun, who originally was going to kind of be on the side of Yujun, he gets into the prosecution in a way that then allows Dohun to not only be, you know, someone who cannot help, you know, support Yu Jung's case, but then has to actually prosecute her. And in doing so, he sends her to jail for the maximum amount of time, which in this scenario was five years. And that is what Min Hyuk wants. And then the the story kind of takes on from there. Now, let me talk a little bit about what happens in those openings, um, kind of those those first interactions with Min Hyuk and Yu Jung. So once Yu Jung gets kind of pinned as the person who's going to jail for this hit and run accident, it is something that she does end up discussing with Dohun. And she ends up just discussing it with him because she gets called in <laughs> because it's her name on that car, right? And they find this car on the black, you know, on the on the security footage. It's this car. They they need to, you know, investigate. You hit someone. And she's like, no, 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 I didn't. No, no, we didn't. And she kind of cleans up saying we versus I because it turns into oh, he wasn't driving, I was driving, I was by myself kind of thing. She starts that off herself because she doesn't think it's true. She doesn't have any idea that there was a person there that night. So to her, she's like, oh, it was just me. I, did, I didn't I did do anything. There was no person. I didn't hit anybody. I hit a barrel in the road. You know, that is 
really what she believed. So she didn't see herself as being a, a the culprit of a hit and run, as in that resulted in someone's dying. She did. There was no one there that night in her eyes because she didn't know. However, when she approaches Dohun with this kind of information that she's been called in for this, he immediately it's like doesn't inform her that he knows they really hit someone. Instead, it becomes, oh no, if they find out, if this is the case, what will I do as a prosecutor? I'm going to go to jail. You know, everything turns into, we have to protect the prosecutor and how far he's come and how much she really supported him to get to that position. So to some degree in her mind, she's like, I want my investment to pay off. So, you know, to me, she's like, hey, me going to, you know, getting charged for this versus him, that should be fine, right? So in a lot of ways, the real problem is that he never explains how he really did hit a woman that night and did not did not call the ambulance, literally kept going, did not look out for her in any way. That is the real problem because Yu Jung signed on and agreed to something thinking he did it, you know, whatever happened was really an accident. He had no idea this would have happened. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I don't want his career to be ruined. I want my investment and all the time and energy I poured into this man to pay off. So I'm going to take one for the team, not knowing that the team was going to completely abandon her and then prosecute her and take her um, and have her then go to jail or prison for five years. Okay. Um, And then when she gets into prison of course she finds out she's pregnant wonderful right and so she has to have her baby in jail and um at some point she's up for parole and then being up for parole she ends up there's a whole I, you know I'm not going to tell you exactly what happens in this drama because I kind of want you guys to watch it to get what what I'm talking about here so the whole point of the way they sort to set the story up is that the the two main leads get in in this situation based because of this hit and run accident. And doing so, we have the connections between Min Hyuk and Yoo Jung. And I wanted to explain about their initial interactions, which again, had to do with them, her being the person that killed the woman that he left, right? That is how they start to interact. And him being the little spoiled brat that he is, he sets out to torture her. And in doing so, this is my first introduction to the physicality of this drama and how physical it is and how real and violent it could be at times. Um, And when I say real and violent, I mean really violent, Um, (laughs) as in like the actors appear to be honestly really slapping each other. And so it just looks really intense. Um, So when I say it's physical, it really is. It's a physical drama because we have Yoo Jung and Min Hyuk after he finds out that she is the person that, you know, is being charged with this hit and run. He confronts her immediately. And the first thing he does is try to strangle and kill her. That's the first thing he does. Um, And her fighting him off and and how that fighting him off becomes it's just so hard to watch I'm gonna be honest it was so brutal because it looked so real I mean I didn't even I was like are they even acting at this point I am telling you I was I I have so much of a problem 
watching some of their scenes and these early scenes of Min Hyuk being so very physical with her and and pushing her and like holding her and restraining her and in this one scene when he confronts her after he tries to strangle her he literally is strangling her right and then people come in to break break him off you know to pull him off of her and she's gasping for air you know trying to you know she's crawling trying to get away from him gasping for air and then he eventually you know confronts her again he you know punches beside her face and she gets so scared she she gets so scared that she ends up curling into him to get away from his fist and it just doesn't make sense right it's like why would you curl into this man who literally just tried to like i mean he's literally trying to physically hurt you and she crawls and cradles into his chest and when i tell you that scene to this day just still floors me because I'm just like it's so violent it's so physical and then to see this moment of her curling into this person who's trying to harm her it breaks my heart it breaks my heart and I don't understand how I don't understand I, I I don't even know who it is. I don't know if it was the writers or if it was the acting or if it was the combination of the two. But like, how did that play out that way? Like, whose idea was it to come off the screen that way to say, this is what we're going to put in this moment? It was just so much. It was so hard to watch. But at the same time, there's this, this underlying, like, importance of it and that the setup of the relationship is just that how he is this person who originally is is out to get her he is out to harm her and all that he can do he wants her to be harmed and yet she is still pulled to him still drawn to him and that is their relationship that is literally their relationship how troubling and problematic and triggering and harmful that is you know we all can can list the reasons but it was just to me it it gets me each time it gets me each time and I, I don't even know what to say but that happens throughout this entire drama where there are moments where he is just so physical with her and not even just like in the physical sense like he's trying to harm her but it's like there are moments when he, they they just have this this kind of draw like they're magnetic like the way that they get pulled to each other it's just like they can't be pulled apart and it's so troubling and yet you can't look away at the same time like I don't know how else to explain it there was this magnetism to their characters but to honestly this was totally Jisung and Jung-un I mean those two together are magnetic of course they went on to do another drama together because I think people wanted to see them in a little bit of a a somewhat more fun scenario because this drama is just so torturous um but they are magnetic on screen like it's ridiculous the chemistry is through the roof that's what I think is so troubling about watching this is because you you kind of you you root for them to be together even though they're just like 
why are you, why 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 would I root for that? You know, why would I ever root for them being together? But yet there is this rooting that I I have for them to be together while watching this drama. And I think a part of the lore that keeps you coming back for more is you fighting with yourself and what you want for their relationship. You're kind of like, I don't want them to end up together, but what happens if they do? You know, you kind of keep watching just to see that. And it's so weird. And it's just like, I don't understand why this drama does that. And mind you, this is my fourth time watching this drama and I still get chills actual chills down my spine watching a lot of these moments and these scenes between those two characters I mean they have so many moments where I just am like riddled with like oh I hate this I hate this and then there's moments where I'm like oh my gosh I cannot look away with those two like it's such a weird dichotomy and I don't like it and then at the same time it's like but 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 this is really 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 intriguing that it does this to me you know um so yes Min Hyuk and Yoo Jung on screen too it was too much it was like it was it was too much on screen and I have to say that was totally Jisung and Jung Um and their chemistry hands down um but there were some obviously these are a lot of, of the story the writing as well there because the way that they made these characters connect in a way that and they tied it to what I thought was really cool being a literature person. They tied it to Wuthering Heights, um, the book Wuthering Heights. And there's this connection between Heathcliff and Jisung and that he falls in love with this woman while trying to wreak havoc on her life and out of revenge. And so a big part of this story and this drama is this, this, this kind of question of what happens when love leads to revenge? Because for Min Hyuk, his love for that woman leads him to seek revenge on Yoo Jung. But then he turns the question on its head towards the end of the drama where he's like, well, what would happen if, you know, this revenge leads to love? You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's weird, but it's supposed to be tied to like comparing his character to Heathcliff from, you know, Heathcliff from, you know, Northern Heights and da da da, you know, literature stuff. But I still love that kind of question where it was like he was constantly aware of what he was doing and what was actually going to come from it was not going to be anything good. So I really did appreciate the way that they wrote those two characters and how they wrote the way that their love came to be despite you being really confused by it there you're like why would that come from their their relationship and what they were founded on this revenge and this and this hate and this and this kind of bonding that was bond over trauma in a way it was really really frustrating to see that work out but at the same time you you kind of wanted it to work out for them and then you also have this concept um, that is the Do Hoon character and Yoo Jung and their storyline, which is they were once to be engaged and, you know, they were planning a future together. She was pregnant with their baby. She had their baby in jail. And then he ends up being the person who really is 
the one ruining her life, not Minhyuk. It seems like Minhyuk is the really the, the puppet master. He's pulling all the strings to get Dohun to do the things that he's doing to ruin Yu Jung's life. But it gets revealed that a lot of the doings are by Dohun himself and his fear of being found out and his fear of having her continue to hold on to him and not allow him to elevate to the place and positions that he wants to elevate to. So I thought that was really fascinating. I'm going to be honest, watching this Dohun character make this magical, not even magical, make this huge shift to once being this person who was in love with the woman to then being the one who was doing things that was actively ruining her life. One thing after another while Minhyuk wasn't, right? And it was like, wait a second, I thought Minhyuk was the bad guy, I thought he was the villain. No, Dohun is the real villain. And it's so sad when you realize that for Yu Jung, that a lot of the trust and all this that she put into this man was for naught. For naught, okay? For not. Um, and then he latches himself onto Seiyun because, again, he wants that elevation. He needs the power that is the wealthiness that she, um, you know, that she has, Seiyun has. And so he latches himself onto her. But he, I think, convinces himself that that's where his new and real love is, is with Seiyun. Um, when I get, I, I'm not sure if that's really true. I don't know if that's true. And while Seiyun is just over there trying to get Minhyuk to love her and look at her, she's just like, please, please, please love me. And of course he's not. So their whole, the, the whole kind of the four of them, they have the most stressful and violent and emotional, traumatic, just over the top relationships with between all of them from Yu Jung and Dohun's Do situation from Min Hyuk and Yu Jung's situation and then Seiyun and Min Hyuk's situation and then Dohun trying to latch himself onto Seiyun I mean it's just they're so it's so complicated and yet it's not convoluted okay okay you see how I did that there you thought I was gonna say it was convoluted it was it was complicated but it was not confusing it, you understood what everyone's motivations really were you understood these characters from at a deep level like you understood what they were really going through and what they were really thinking and why they were making the moves and the decisions that they made even someone like Dohun who was to me the villain of the story you understood his thinking you knew what he was doing and why he was doing those things same thing with Minhyuk all the little childish acts and then this kind of attachment and tie to Yu Jung that he ends up having and this kind of you know the basically quote-unquote mommy issues that he has like you can see how that all plays out and it's wonderful I'm gonna be honest to watch because I just love when the characters are just so so well thought out and they're fleshed out from beginning to end so much so that you see them change and experience new things and make new decisions and make and act new ways in the span of a 16 episode drama it's mind-blowing when you can do that well and secret love really does that well and then you also have this element like I was saying to the mellow drama that is this this drama and it was 
to me the performances yes the plot is very melodramatic but man oh man I have never seen well that's not true I know another drama off the top of my head but when I tell you the crying that Jung Um does in this drama it's episode one to episode 16 I promise you I mean it I've never seen someone cry so much in a drama that's not true I have but she cried so much in this drama her eyes from like scene to scene episode you could see how puffy they were because of the amount of crying she would do in one scene like she was playing her part when I tell you the things they had her go through in this drama the way she played them all out you cannot help but believe that Jung Um is one of the best actresses out there y'all she is really that girl I know I know she is I know she's been in some dramas that are questionable but that won't ever take away from her acting abilities when I tell you she is up there man she is one of the greats because the things I love about her as an actress in Jisung are the same. This is why I think they do so well on screen together because to me, they're like the same type of actors. They are so round. They're very much um, the kind of actor where they can do anything. You know, they can do the most comedic role and they can do the most dramatic role. Whatever you want, they got it. They Whatever you need, they can do it. That's the type of actors both of them are. So I think them on screen together is just mwah, top tier. I mean, they are a match made on screen. And I have to say, I love them together. Even in the midst of the, the horribleness that happens throughout this drama that is very, very much, like I said, it takes you aback. You don't like it. You're like, oh, I hate that. Oh, why did you do that, Min Hyuk? You know, a lot of those moments do happen in this drama. But even in saying that, the actual um, connection and chemistry between Jisung and Jung Um was just, I, I was, you don't see that often. <laughs> it's fireworks. You just don't see that often in dramas. I'm going to be honest, like fireworks. So I think the physicality that the, the two of them had in this drama, I think was actually tied to that, that they had in real life. I think they have this element to them where like they are magnets, like they are just drawn on screen, like the chemistry, the fireworks, it's just there. So I think even when they were like in scenes that in the beginning where they were enemies through and through, there was still some element to the scenes together where you just wanted them to be like on each other. <laughs> I know that sounds so weird, but you have to watch this from to understand what I'm saying and the watching them on screen together. And you just wanted them to be on each other. I don't know how else to explain it. It's not like in this kind of sexual sense by any means, but there's something about the way they are on screen that they just, they just mold together so well. And so I think that's why I'm not sure if it was writing or them and their performance that a lot of those scenes got that physical. You know what I mean? I almost feel like there was, um, and I don't know, I could research and find out, but I almost feel like a lot of those moments that were just like so, whoa, were them. I really do. I really, really do. Yes, they're both happily married and with kids. That's not what I'm trying to say, but like the performance just, wow, wow wow their performances in this drama are top tier and 
I'm saying that about them, but I'm not going to leave out Subin and Dahi. Same across the board. Top tier performances. Amazing. I mean, Subin, (laughs) he is the villain, right? And this is one of the things I love about the actor based Subin and him in those kind of early 2010 dramas. He would he had me in a chokehold for a minute there because he always would play these characters that were almost were so morally questionable where at points you would think they were good and then all of a sudden you will find out they're not good but then you're like wait are they good and he did that so well I miss him I really do I tried to watch um you know that drama that he was in what was it two years ago couldn't get through it um we'll we'll talk about that another day but this the him back then all of the characters that he would take on those roles he knew how to pick his roles because he did it so well he was always playing the morally questionable character where it was like he pre- presented as the good guy but there was something really kind of sinister seeping underneath and it was always like what and then he would try to clean it up again you're like oh he's not that bad you know it was it was always like that and i have to give it to him he killed that in secret love he killed it killed it killed it killed it dahi she held her own she did was not to me a standout character necessarily but what she did do she did really well so performances amazing 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 and something else i want to say about the story as in the kind of other things that are going on in the story besides the relationships between these four there is this other plot or point about the 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 company this this table family and how they are trying to keep their 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 wealth and their standing and in doing so you are watching Min Hyuk have to kind of put on his big boy pants for once and try to get in a position where he can do right by his father and the company and that is another element to his story where he's basically trying to to elevate himself so that he can then be looked upon as an actual heir for this company while his father is kind of dealing with some some health situations but who ends up coming in and kind of trying to work himself into this company as in to potentially possibly take over it is our Doohoon character. We actually see him uh, get out of prosecuting and into being more on the kind of the corporate lawyer side of things for this company as in Min Hyuk's company. And he is hired on for the family to be a scapegoat, but he doesn't understand that. He doesn't realize this. And Minhyuk doesn't even realize it because he doesn't want anything to do with this man. However, he ends up having this kind of relationship, working relationship with this, you know, this person that he technically should be fighting against. And so that element to the drama to me is the less interesting of it but it does do a good job of showcasing how this affects our character so how being this son and of this family affects Min Hyuk and how it affects his relationship with Yoo Jung and it also sheds light on his past relationship the one that led him down this kind of torturous 
path and relationship with Yu Jung. It shows and reveals the difference between the relationship that he had with her and the relationship that he ends up forming with Yu Jung. Because at one point, obviously, he's this bratty little boy who's just, you know, whining about his fi- his life and his father, you know, never really allowing him to live and breathe and he needs freedom and he just wants to live and he doesn't want to be tied to taking over this company kind of storyline. Um, and he lost his mother who ended up, I believe, uh, and I watched this so many times you would think I have it solidly. But I feel like the drama doesn't do it maybe they do so and I and again I and he lost his mother at a young age and I I think and this is trigger warning because I believe that his mother may have you know um killed herself and that is how he lost her and so he has this kind of moment with Yu Jung where he sees her going through so much after being the catalyst for a lot of it, you know, he starts to see how much she's dealing with and he sees her at one of her lowest points. And in that low point, um, in some of her lowest points, honestly, he was there and he, I think, gets nervous and scared that she is going to do something to then end up harming herself. And so that, again, ties him to her um ties him to her even more you know he gets a little bit more obsessive over this woman and how he sees as her life spirals continually out of control again started by him he continues wants to kind of catch her and protect her and keep her and that is obsessive to a point and so again there's so much problematic things that go on with their relationship so it's nothing romantic or idyllic about their relationship no one ever thinks that or believes that at least I don't Um, and so it's not that but there is this connection that they end up forming that they end up kind of leaning on one another and that is their relationship and how their relationship ends up um, at the by the end of the story I believe but the the whole point of me saying that is that the Min Hyuk and Yoo Jung characters and their tie and their bond to one another are joined by this 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 character Min Hyuk and his past and his traumas and the losing of his mother and how he lost his mother how that drives him to further to Yoo Jung but also how the difference between his relationship with Yoo Jung is with his previous love of his life where it seemed to be a kind of act of rebellion it seemed to be something where he wanted to kind of just live out this this fantasy life that is diff- so different from his own as opposed to actively learning about the person so much so that you want good for them you want to support them you want to be with them you want to keep them protected and safe that is a little bit different than what happens with his relationship with his first the the first love of his life and the other problem with that relationship was also that she the way that they separated was him giving into his family and making the decision that you know, I have to do what my family wants me to do. And if that means giving up the love of my life, then I'm going to do that. So that was him and his guilt that really led him down this kind of destructive, kill, destroy, Yu Jung path. It was his guilt. 
that actually led him down that path. He felt guilty that he was not there to stand up for her and protect her because that may have never happened to her had he been there and she wasn't being threatened by his family and all of that. He could have kept her from that and he didn't. So when he gets a second chance, when it comes to Yu Jung and his family, goes through some of the similar conversations of who is this woman? You could never be with her. You still got to marry Se-yun. I mean, he stands up for her. He absolutely cuts them all down. He's like, absolutely not. I made this mistake once. I'm not making it again. I need her. I want her. I love her, you know, so he does, you see the difference basically between how he was in his first relationship and how he was with Yu Jung. Um, again, is their relationship healthy? And most of this drama, no, absolutely not. To the very, very end of the drama, yes, there is absolute growth and connection and rebirth that happens, <laughs> but it was not that through all of this drama and even to the very very end there's no romance there's like I said no romantics romanticism or you know there's no idealizing of their relationship and like oh my gosh like how beautiful they are there is nothing of the sort nothing of the sort the moments that we do get towards the end or you know the the end of the drama that are kind of um sweet moments for them they are still shrouded in a lot of pain and hurt and trauma and problems. Um, so it's still tainted to some degree. And it isn't until the very, very end of the drama when we get to see them in their final scene together that you finally see what it could look like and what it will look like for them in their future. But it does not look like that throughout 98% of the drama at all and again I think that is something the drama did well where it knew maybe it didn't know but it was very upfront with all of its problematic ways and their problematic um, and questionable Minhyuk character so much so that they made sure not to idolize him or make him you know be presented in any other light than what he was and it was up to you, the the audience, to actually form your opinions on him. I feel like they didn't force him on us. He was who he was from beginning to end of this drama. And at no point were we forced to love him or feel like we were rooting for him. I never felt forced. It was only, you know, it was up to me to make that decision. And I really, really think to, to make that um and to portray that on a screen in a K-drama is really difficult. So again, the thing that this drama does amazingly well is building these characters and this over-the-top storyline. I mean, it's so over-the-top. There's, you know, deaths left and right. There's, you know, I mean, there's like betrayals up and down. There's m missing children, dead children, found alive children. I mean, there's so many mellow, dramatic, soap opera moments in this drama, but to, in the midst of all of that, still find the, 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 the time and the, and the depth of crafting characters that while going through these very dramatic moments, you were still connected to and you knew who they were and you were fighting or not fighting or fighting against them was just 
marvelous. You cannot fight them on that. They did that beautifully. This drama also presents on screen very much soap opera. It gives you very much Telenova kind of vibes. So I, I like I said, it is mellow. It is dramatic. It is over the top and some of the, the kind of like cinematography and some of the shots they do the kind of two you know two character frame shot but one's you know in close up and one's kind of off distance and it's kind of um, out of focus it, it those type of shots and then they slowly move the person in the back into focus and the person up front out of focus and it's just like dramatic the drama you know and I love it I really really do so I have to say it is of its time um I'm gonna be honest I mean it was right I think it was right at the end of that time I feel like after 2013 it gets harder to write those type of dramas and those type of dramas do well um I think they don't they don't stand the test of time the ones that have really been you know put out after that but in 2013 it was right at the end where it was being allowed. I was like, this was the last year we were allowing those type of dramas to come in and to floor us. And I think it did. I mean, it, it floored me then and even rewatching it 10 years later, even though I've been watching it repeat um, multiple years throughout those 10 years, even watching it, you know, after that time, I still stand by my initial um, kind of enjoyment of it and again it's not enjoyment because I am approving of all the problematic things that take place in this drama but it's just an enjoyment of a really well done written k-drama period I'm gonna be honest it's just well written and I have to support that it, it's just it's it's just well written and it's well done and I think the performances alone makes this drama worth a watch alone. I mean, to see the way that Jung Eun, I'm telling you, her performance by itself is this drama. And so I, this is on my list of dramas that I love that, you know, nobody else seems to. These are, this is a drama that I believe, you know, I can, that I understand why people would not like it, but I do. I really, really do. And I'm, and I can't, I can't change that. I really can't change it. And I've watched it multiple times years later. And I still, still am like on the edge of my seat. Like I've never watched it before because it's the performances. It grips you. It grabs you every single time. So if you haven't watched Secret Love, I'm not telling you to go out and watch it now. Because again, like I said, this is not a drama for everybody. Again, there's a lot of things in here that you should not be okay with. So I don't recommend it to everybody, but I would say if you want to just kind of take a look at a drama that has a lot of melodrama from, you know, 20, you know, from early 2010s of K-drama, I would really highly recommend this one because it just is a, to me, a piece of K-drama, um, of like representation that I feel like everyone needs to kind of watch at least one of, you know, if you are new to K-drama and you are interested in going back in older 20, early 2010s type of, you know, dramas, I would highly recommend this one. It definitely 
describes a type of K-drama that was being made. Um, a lot of other K-dramas before 2013 are very reminiscent of this type of style. So again, I would recommend it for that alone, for like a little history lesson in K-drama. If you want to see a premiere melodramatic K-drama with the some of the stereotypes and some of the problematic issues that people find fault with K-drama. This is an example of that, honestly. And I would say to to watch that for that alone, I think it's worth it. It really is. If you are a K-drama enthusiast such as myself. Um, <laughs> like sometimes you got to go back to watch things just for the history of it, not because you expect it to be your next favorite drama, okay? But I will say this, you will be, you will be gripped by the performances, if not by anything else. You will be gripped by the performances. So that's enough to get you through each episode. I promise. I promise you that. But okay, that's it, guys. I I don't have any more I want to talk about. I threw it back a little too long on Secret Love. I don't recommend it to everybody, but I would, but I didn't want to spoil it for anyone who may be interested in it. So I would definitely say if you are interested in watching Secret Love, I think it's worth it. If you're not interested in it, if this didn't kind of, you know, trigger any um, kind of desire for you to kind of check it out, then don't watch it. Don't bother. But if this at all kind of made you just kind of kind of like intrigued by the the drama Secret Love because you've never heard of it, but you heard but hearing me talk about it, you kind of are like, hmm, what is this drama that she's really going back and forth about? I would highly, highly recommend you check it out. Okay. So other than that, that is it. That is all for this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.